Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. everybody it's the 2nd of september you're on out of the blue on this father's day on 855 am 3cr community radio in the studio today matt and fam and today we are having a chat about spring clean the city uh, a fabulous event that's coming up and we're also going to talk about tangaroa blues litter source reduction plan workshops coming up in september all that after this community announcement Estás sintonizando 3CR 855 de tu dial AM. صدای ما را از رادیو 3CR 855 AM می‌شنوید. Kính thưa quý vị, đây là đài phát thanh 3CR trên làn sóng AM 855 8377. The number is again 94198377. Welcome back to Out of the Blue on 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on the 2nd of September. A beautiful Father's Day. Um, in the studio with us today are Ross and Ramona Hedefin from Beach Patrol Australia and also Annette Finger from Boomerang Alliance. Welcome, guys. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for having us. Thank you, fam. Um, so today we are talking about your event, Spring Clean the City. Um, that's happening on September the 15th, uh, on a Saturday in the city of Melbourne in the CBD. And uh, this cleanup event is a collaboration between Beach Patrol Australia and Boomerang Alliance and Lava Street. And I'm really curious to uh, hear from you guys what this event is all about. Well, we came up with the idea to have a big street clean in the city. And the main reason for it was because we have many groups, 26, 28 groups actually, around the Port Phillip Bay now, and we concentrate on picking up rubbish off the beaches. And through the winter months in particular, most of the rubbish that we see is actually coming in from the bay, not left by, quote unquote, people going to the beach, because there aren't that many people on the beach in the winter. So we thought, let's get to the source of this problem, 
and get in, get more people involved in cleaning up actually the streets of Melbourne to help keep our bay healthy. Right. So you basically trace the the source up up the Yarra River in this case. Correct. Correct. Yeah, right. Upstream. And um, so why did you choose the CBD in particular? Well, we wanted to make a big statement to a lot of people that generally wouldn't be people that would visit the beach. And um, if you go into the city and ask people, have they heard of beach patrol? Most people would probably say no. But the amount of plastic that litters the Vic- Vic- Victorian streets is quite high. So we thought, well, let's go make a big statement in front of a lot of people who will be paying attention to us, ho- hopefully. And we know that disposable plastic is a very common item that's used throughout all and so that let's go in there and make a big statement, collect it all, we'll put it on display for people to show and we'll get some media down there to really raise the awareness of this issue. So what's that, what's that display looking like? That catches my attention. <laughs> so the, yeah, the display is we're going to focus on drink items on this time. So we're going to do one collection of all the can, cans and bottles to promote the concept of why we need a container deposit scheme. Um, the second pile is going to be all the plastic st- straws that we find littered around the streets because we really don't need straws most of the time. It's just an unnecessary ex- accessory, so we can point out how many are being littered. Um, coffee cups, Melburnians love their coffee, but unfortunately there's far too many disposable coffee cups used. They all have a plastic lining, so that's going to be our third pile in collection, along with the lids, which we see littered everywhere. And the last one is going to be all the other drink. Um, cups, so there's the cups you get from McDonald's, those dome lids that you see littered around. So we just want to have these four piles on display and say these were collected from the CBD this morning, so people can have a have a look at it and see them. Yeah, so that's interesting that you say that about that um, the lining of the coffee cups, right? Because that's something that people are not really aware of often. It's funny how how people usually think that it's the lids that are the problem, even though that's the only part of the coffee cup that can actually be recycled. Um, so um, so you're making all these, all these different piles. Uh, what's what's going to happen after that once, once all those piles have been made? So we've invited media down, print and TV and radio. Hopefully they'll come down and il- illustrate the magnitude of the, the piles that we've got. And we've invited some politicians down to come and review them as well. And we'll take photos of them and obviously broadcast them throughout our, our networks. And you know, we'll obviously count them all and show the count of how many each of these items that were picked up that morning. Yeah, and um, you mentioned the container deposit legislation. Um, Annette, maybe can you talk a little bit about that? Like, because I know that it was voted down in Parliament a few weeks ago. Uh, what's going to be the next steps? Because I know you guys have been campaigning for that since forever. Yes. We all have. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And we will keep doing that. Yes, that's yes. right. Um, so can you talk a little bit about where, where that's at at the moment? Yeah, well... Um I mean, I've only been working on this for two years, but uh, if uh, this campaign was a child, it'd be in high school now. Like, <laughs> yes. seriously. People have been campaigning for this, um, well, it's a no-brainer issue, really, um, for such a long time. It's um, The principal idea is that you put a refund 10 cent on a drink container and you get that um, a deposit and you get that refunded when you bring the contain- the empty container back to a collection point. It's been working for 40 years in South Australia and every other mainland state either have it, has it or will have it in the near future. Victoria and Tasmania are, are lacking behind there at the moment. And um, so the Greens have just put in the um, a couple of weeks ago, as you said, from the third 
uh, bill calling for a, a CDS, a container deposit scheme, in Victoria, and it was voted down. Well, it actually, it was voted on not to be voted on. So they voted to not vote it, ah. uh, which in in a little way makes us a little bit hopeful because uh, they don't want to be on record to have voted against it. So we are still working with the government and the opposition to um, convince them that they should follow with the majority of Victorians, 84% are in support, according to the latest poll just two months ago, and um, and implement this. But uh, um, what we're seeing from the government is that uh, they're saying that uh, Victoria is hasn't got as much of a litter problem. Hence, we're doing the spring clean to show that how much of a bogus claim that is. <laughs> and um, and the other thing is that they're saying they want to wait. Uh, to see how New South Wales is doing. Well, New South Wales has, despite uh, some teething problems, they haven't had enough collection points. They are collecting one and a half million containers each day now. So it is, they are still um, um, putting up more collection points every week and it is growing and it is being taken up by the population and, you know, it's working. I mean, it's working in every single jurisdiction in the world. Why wouldn't it be working in Victoria? And uh, the claim that it's um, too expensive to implement or something like that is just, we want to offset that with uh, um, a presentation and visualization of, well, yes, a scheme is expensive and laborious and complicated to implement, but we don't have to, um, we don't have to invent, invent it from scratch. It's already implemented in so many other jurisdictions and it will get, I mean, the, the container, the drink containers in the city, in particular, with all these uh, increasing uh, numbers of people that are doing it uh, tough, that are sleeping rough on the streets, it would just melt away. We would not have. I doubt we would find a single bottle if we had a, a CDS in Victoria. Yeah, it's interesting mm. that you mentioned that because I mean, obviously, because you're from Germany originally, I'm from the Netherlands originally, and. I don't know about you, but like I've been, we've been having a container deposit scheme, you know, in Northern Europe since well before I was born. Basically, mm. we're just used to recycling all these bottles. Yeah. And I remember, yeah. I remember being on a trip in Berlin once, and we were having some beers in the park because yes, that is allowed in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> just having some leisurely beers in the park, and I remember um, a, a homeless person coming up to me and asking me very politely can I please have your glass bottles uh, after you finish, finish your beers? Yeah. Um, and they were, they were, you know, always cleaning up the parks because it, it got them a little bit of extra pocket money. Um, and the parks were absolutely clean. Now, obviously, this is no way, you know, me saying that, you know, homeless people should be cleaning up the street or anything like that because that's a whole different story about, you know, homeless issues. Um, but there were no plastic bottles or glass bottles mm. or anything littered anywhere. Yeah, there's, some, there's something wrong in the way we've got our society set up here. If we can go for a, we, we live in Port Melbourne, if we can go for a walk down the street for about an hour and come back and have a, collect a hundred littered bottles and cans, and that's really a sorry state of affairs. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting that um, the government kind of still still talks about, you know, saying that, oh, Victoria doesn't have a litter problem or that the litter is declining because, Ross and Ramona, you guys have been doing some pretty extensive data collection over the last two years where, well, you can describe it yourself because you've been cleaning up every day, haven't you? And yes, we've been doing a stuff. we've been doing a, a plastic survey of what washes in on a fixed part of the beach every day for the last two years. So we've got a very good handle on what's coming in every twenty four hours. 
straws, bottle tops, bottles and cans, plastic bags, remnants of plastic. So we've got a very accurate picture of what's coming in. And um, a bottle will come in, but if it has a top on it and it's floating in the water and it can blow away, and if the bottle was discarded with the top off, then it's going to sink to the bottom of the bay. So there's a huge hidden problem out there that we haven't even tapped yet. Yeah, exactly. And and you touched on it as well, because everything that goes into the rivers gets into the bay eventually. And, yes. and it's it's tricky because of Port Phillip Heads only being, you know, such a small exit really to, yeah. to the ocean. Yeah, it's a everything, bathtub, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That everything everything that goes in there from it's, the city of Melbourne or... It's Melbourne. Yeah, yes. or Melbourne Metropolitan is, is ours and it's yeah. going to stay there for a while. Now... Um, it came to my ears uh, last week that Melbourne has now got 5 million people in it. And, uh, yes. you know, we're still set to grow to 10 million by 2051. So, yeah, you guys That means are, more uh, litter, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly, because plastic use is still growing exponentially and it's correlated with population mm. growth as well. So tell mm. me a little bit more about Spring Clean the City. How, how can people get involved? Well, we've set up a web, uh, sorry, a Facebook page for Spring Clean the City. And when you go to the web page or to this Facebook page, it gives you all the details of the event. Basically, we're asking people if they can to register in advance through the Eventbrite link, which is on the Facebook page. So we know how many to anticipate, but we're hoping that we'll get huge numbers of people to come help. Yeah, we've got 250 roughly at the moment signed up at Eventbrite. Great. great. So that's yeah. great. But we want more. We want hundreds. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yes. need, we need at least five, 500, we reckon, because it's a big area we're going to clean. Yeah, exactly. And uh, where where do people meet up? What what's the meeting spot there? Yeah. So we've got a place on Southbank. The uh, Melbourne City Council has generously assigned us a spot to to work from. It's just in from Eureka Tower, in between the two pedestrian bridges. So it'll be a nice big area. Should be easy to find. We'll have plenty of signage up on the day. Yeah, fantastic. And what time does it start? We're asking people to be there at 9 for a 9.30 start. So between 9 is when they'll be assigned the areas of the street to go clean, given their collection bags, and we'll try and get a group photo. Everybody waving their arms before we take off and start scouring the streets. That should be a good group photo if you can attract 500 people. Yes. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Be um, so that sounds really great. And actually, you know, that actually sounds like a really great day out for the family as well to, you know, bring the kids, especially if the weather's going to be pretty nice. It's easy to reach by public transport as well. Exactly. We've ordered good spot. weather, so. Yeah. Um, so what would you want the listeners to know about this event before we go to our song maybe that um we are sick and tired of picking up things <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do a city spring clean city it's the world um cleanup day actually which is why we picked True. it um but um yes we want to spring clean the cbd to end all <laughs> cleaning um that is basically the idea of uh, to to speak maybe as the last comment um, um with the words of Heidi taylor to say if all we ever do is clean up that's all we'll ever do so we need to go up the source and um, we need to change people's minds and hearts about this and um, maybe even some legislation. Who knows? Now that segues right into the second part of this show <laughs> where we'll be, we will be talking about source reduction plan workshops um, hosted by Heidi Taylor. Um, so if you want to know more or want to sign up for Spring Clean the City, go to fa the Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com slash spring clean the city. And uh, there will be an Eventbrite link there so you can sign 
sign up. And also on the Out of the Blue page on Facebook, you will find a link there after the show. Up next, we're going to go to a song and we'll see you back in a minute. Welcome back to Out of the Blue on 855 AM on your 3CR community radio. It's the 2nd of September, Father's Day, and we are in the studio today with Annette and Ross and Ramona, who are putting on a fantastic event, um, Spring Clean the City. And we've just heard all about their efforts to raise awareness um, for a container deposit scheme and also to raise awareness in general of all the plastic rubbish that um, goes into the Yarra. Um, So it kind of segued really well um, into the next portion of the show, Annette, because you said that we're tired of cleaning up and, you know, that's all we're ever going to do if we're not going to stop all these things at the source. Mm. Now, Tangaroa Blue Foundation um, is an, a national uh, not-for-profit organization that um, has been putting on source reduction plan workshops for items of litter all over Australia. And in 2017, uh, Heidi Taylor, who is, the, uh, who is the director, came down to Victoria and hosted seven of those workshops in different councils around Port Phillip Bay. Um, now, The point of a source reduction plan workshop is basically to work together with a council and get the people from that council in a room who really care about these litter issues. Um, So that could be members of the community, uh, members from council, uh, people from industry, from retail and not-for-profit organizations of all different kinds. Um, Beach patrol groups are usually the the usual suspects that we find in the room, no matter where we go, which is really fantastic. And um, together, the people just come up with a project um, that is going to reduce one particular litter item that they seem to find a lot in their local council and obviously that differs per council. Um, So that could be plastic straws, it could be coffee cups, it could be plastic bags or plastic bottles and by the end of a workshop like that um, people will have devised a project or a plan to implement within the next three to six months uh, in their local community to reduce this particular item at the source. So rather than doing more and more cleanups Um, they really look at where these plastic items come from and how do they get into the environment. Now, Ross and Ramona, uh, and also you, Annette, I think you were there at the last uh, workshop at the city of Port Phillip in 2017, all of you. And uh, uh, out of that workshop came a a fantastic project. Um, Ross, do you want to talk a little bit about what sort of project the community came up with uh, at the workshop? Yeah, so in the workshop, we came up with the um, program we called The Last Plastic Straw based on, we clean the beaches in Port Melbourne and the plastic straw is the most common whole item that we find on the beach. And for those of you that haven't been down to Port Melbourne, there's a really cute street, Bay Street's got a lot of nice shops on it and a lot of of great cafes on it. And we thought, let's approach these cafes and see if we can get them to replace their plastic straws with paper straws. And how did that work out? How did you you go about that? Yeah, good. So we used we worked with the um, Port Melbourne Business Association, who are obviously in contact with all the businesses in the in the street. And we went to them and said, "We've got some funds to buy some paper straws. Can you recommend some cafes who'd be on board to do this?" And they gave us a list of nine nine cafes with in, with an introductory note. So we went and visited these cafes, and they were all excited, saying, "Yes, let's 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 take take this on." So we gave them. About two or three months worth of paper straws over the next over the next month, and they um, they took their plastic plastic straws away, and 
the customers who were coming in saying, this is fantastic, you know, we, we really like this, because we gave them a card to put on their counter as well, saying the store no longer uses plastic straws, we're handing out paper straws, so the customers could read that, and yeah, they received really positive feedback from, from that, and then we were able to get an extension on the grant from the local council, and we went and approached another six cafes to do it again, so over that time we approached a lot of, a lot of cafes. Yeah, that's really amazing, and I think that was definitely one of my one of my favorite source reduction plans that came out of that series of workshops. Um, Ramona, you participated in this as well. Yeah, I was just going to add one other thing to that farm. We found that when we were talking to the cafe owners, part of the introduction of turning to or switching over to a paper straw was also just removing their plastic straws from the counter, so people couldn't just grab one. And also having or re-educating their staff not to just give a straw to everybody. Because I know for myself, when I order a drink, I say I don't want a plastic straw. So if people aren't just giving them straws nilly-willy, they use less straws to begin with. So then the paper straws lasted much longer. And for many of the cafes we found out, Ross did a lot of analysis on it, they were actually saving money. So even though a paper straw might cost more than a plastic straw, if you're not using as many economically it was better for the restaurant and the cafe. So that was a win-win, yeah, that's, not only for them, but for the environment. And for yeah, yeah one exactly. Life. That's, that's one. a very important point you're making because, you know, because cafes in Melbourne, they don't really have a large profit margin. So anything that, you know, costs more is usually, mm. you know, cafe owners are a little bit reticent to, you know, get on board with that. So that's yes. actually really great information that, that they can actually <laughs> buy the paper straws and then, you know, be cheaper than less yeah. exactly yeah and um, help the environment yeah one Co- one colleagues of, the- of mine um, sorry Ross um, colleagues of mine that are working up in Queensland in Noosa with plastic free Noosa they found that um, uh, there was one business uh, a resort and um, they went from 10,000 single-use plastic straws a month to 2,000 uh, paper straws and that's just by putting them behind the counter and having a signage out there that uh, if you want a straw, we will give you one, but we don't hand them out just willy-nilly. Yeah, and that's an, that's an important point to make as well, that it's not about necessarily taking the straws away because there are people that yeah. actually need a plastic straw for medical reasons or because, you know, people with disabilities who are dependent on, on using straws. So still having an alternative to the plastic straws is, yeah, it's, it's a really great idea. Ross, did you want to comment yeah, on that? One of the cafes, which is really a kiosk on the beach, he he decided not to go to the paper straws because of the price difference. So he put his plastic straws under the counter and made people ask for them, and his, his use of plastic straws went down 75%. So just that one simple little change was a huge, huge difference, the amount of straws that were leaving his premises. Yeah, and it's it, what I really liked about this project as well is that you've been able to advise the uh, source reduction plan workshop participants of the uh, Mornington Peninsula who also chose to reduce plastic straws. And uh, they have been chatting with you guys uh, quite extensively when they started the project and right. really learned from – because you guys had already worked out how to do it, how to get people involved, and, and things like that, and um, and uh, the uh, uh, the last the peninsula's last straw campaign uh, has been quite successful as well in Dromana. 
and they have now been uh, nominated as a finalist for the Tidy Town Awards. So that's Fantastic. a pretty good outcome. Yes. Um, so Fantastic. what I wanted to let people know is that um, Tangaroa Blue Foundation is back now in uh, Melbourne and we're going to um, put on a series of catch-up workshops. So this these are workshops with the councils that were doing source reduction plan workshops um, in 2017. And we are getting the same people and new people in the room as well this time. And we're going to basically look at uh, the, the changing landscape of litter because so much has changed on a state level and on a national level in the last year since these previous source reduction plan workshops were done. And we're also going to look at the results of all the different projects in every council. What came out of that? Did it go well? Um, what were the learnings as well? Because, you know, it's not always as simple as it, um, as it seems. So if you want to come to one of those workshops, it doesn't matter if you've been to the previous workshop or not. If you still want to join in and meet the people in your own council who love to volunteer in that space, we have a whole series of those workshops coming up uh, in the second half of September. Now, people who are going to come to the CBD, to the Spring Clean uh, the city event might be interested in uh, doing the catch-up workshop on Monday, the 17th of September uh, in the city of Melbourne in Council House 2 on Little Collins Street. We've got another one coming up on the 20th of September in the city of Kingston. The 23rd of September, there will be a catch-up workshop in Hobson's Bay in the Civic Centre in Altona. On the 26th, the city of Port Phillip will get together again and look at the results of what you just described, your plastic straws, in Port Melbourne Town Hall. The 1st of October, it's the city of Bayside's turn at the Bayside City Council in Sandringham. So stay tuned for a date release as well for the Wyndham and Geelong catch-up workshops. Uh, I will put a link to those workshops on our Facebook page of Out of the Blue. So after the show, you can take your pick. Uh, you may attend one or all of them, whatever you would like. <laughs> I'd like to thank you guys for coming into the studio today and, and chatting about your fabulous event. Um, that's all that we've got time for, unfortunately. You've been listening to 3CR 855 AM. This was Out of the Blue and we'll see you next week.